Alright, it's Sunday. I've been reading case law since 10 o'clock this morning. I'm all case lawed out. I'm ready to go home, but I want to give you guys a video and I want to continue on. I've had snowstorms, so I was at home doing homely things and reading books and stuff like that. I brought home case law books to read, so I'll give you guys good information. Um, but as I said, I promised I would continue with anonymous tips and we'll, we'll explore this a little bit more. A lot of guys have posed these questions to me, so I figured, hey, if they're if Three or four guys are asking. Probably everybody wants to know. If not, it's still good to know in the back of your head. So you can reference this video, this case uh, at any time. This is for New Jersey. But again, this is actually uh, a lot of Supreme Court from the federal system. It's the same exact stuff. So it should really apply in your state. If you're not from New Jersey, I would certainly check into this. I think you should be fine with it. And the case we're going to talk about today is State versus Galata, which is a 911 call of an erratic driver from an anonymous tipster on a 911 call. Uh, let me go over a few things about it. My thoughts on today's uh, current technology. Remember, this is 2003. We are 15 years later into 2018. Technology has changed with the with the way the court has ruled this uh, case. I think that it would be good. And this is just an opinion. Uh, I still think it would be okay if, if you had the right technology in your police department. We have a lot of technology now that allows you to uh, anonymously identify, I'm sorry, to identify an, an anonymous tipster. So let me, this is how it goes. About 9.30, it's PPAC and Gladstone. Uh, there's a citizen that calls in and reports as a driver all over the road, uh, out of control, gives a plate that closely matches uh, the plate on the vehicle that these officers spotted. It's off by a letter. A V was a B. All right. They don't see him actually commit an offense. And the car is stopped. And subsequently, the driver is arrested for driving while intoxicated. Uh, and the court said this is fine. And there's a lot of reasons why. Now, I'll tell you this. If you have some time and you don't want to get into this area of, well, did we have anything? If you are running out of space in your um, in your territory or jurisdiction, you you know, then you got to affect the stop. I get it, but it may not be a bad idea to just continue to follow the vehicle as long as it doesn't seem like it's really dangerous. You don't want to have a liability of real dangerousness to try to uh, identify a good motor vehicle violation to stop the car for. So. What would that be? I don't follow him. See if he doesn't use his turn signal properly. Is he riding down the middle lane of a three-lane highway, not passing or overtaking a motor vehicle? Uh, and you should, the more you know about Title 39, now I'm not a Title 39 enforcer. It was just what I used to affect legal motor vehicle stops. I don't care if you're, I'm not writing tickets to people who are not engaged in any kind of criminal activity or no, no suspicion because they were driving the left lane in, on a two-lane highway and they should have been in the right lane. It's just validation legally to make a stop of the motor vehicle. Um, and here's what they said. They said, look, it's a 911 call. You know, uh, it's it's something where somebody loses their anonymous, uh, sorry, anonymous uh, and anonymity. I can't say that word right now. I'm tired, guys. Um, so here's what it says. The tip bus also contain a sufficient quantity of information to support an inference that the tipster had witnessed an actual traffic offense that compels an immediate stop. Moreover, the caller must provide a sufficient quantity of information, such as the make and model of vehicle, its license plate numbers, its location, and bearing similar innocent details so that the officer and the court may be certain that the vehicle stopped is the same as the one identified by the caller. So it's got to be good detailed information. Uh, they're actually saying that they're considering a call like this to be inherently reliable, much in the same as a... Uh, unnamed citizen informant or even a named citizen informant because of the ability of the technology of a 911 platform to identify 
where the call is coming from. Now, again, they're saying specifically 911 calls, but this is 15 years ago. I don't know of any cases right now where somebody called into your regular police line, but think about it in this day and age, how hard is it to get the, the number of a police department? Google and you hit call and then it calls the police. Maybe people are a little intimidated about calling 911 and they just want to, you know, they want to call up the police department a local number. You know, it's that it's that weird area. Like if you stop it, you know, what's going to happen? So case law does change, especially when it comes to technology. I think this will change. I know I had a guy reach out to me recently and he was like, uh, he's like, oh, my prosecutor will not prosecute anything that's not comes that doesn't come in on a 911 tape line or a 911 call regarding anonymous tipsters and erratic driving. Uh, but the answer is that is I would still bring that to court saying, look, technology has changed. The times are different now. If somebody called, look, we have a whole new system at this police department. People call. It doesn't matter where they call from. We know where they are or where they're calling from. So uh, what they're saying is, uh, let's see here. In the Galata, the court agreed that a reduced degree of corroboration is appropriate in cases involving the stop motorist suspected of impaired, erratic, and dangerous driving. First, by its nature, a call placed and processed via the 911 system carries enhanced reliability not found in other contexts. Second, the conduct at issue is the temporary stop of a motor vehicle based on reasonable suspicion, not the mere, I'm sorry, not, not the more intrusive search of its contents and arrest of its driver, which would be governed by different rules. So what they're saying is, is look, if you get a call that somebody's erratic driving, the totalitarian purpose of safety to everybody else warrants a quick stop to make sure the person's not intoxicated. That's what we're telling you you can do. We feel that people's lives are at risk when somebody calls an erratic driver. You stopping them quickly to determine whether or not they're intoxicated and then cutting loose on their way is less of a risk. Uh, so it's not a giant intrusion of people's rights. Third, an intoxicated erratic driver poses a significant risk of death or injury to himself and to the public and such that factor is substantial when evaluating the reasonableness of the stop itself. In light of those statutory provisions, the court agreed that a 911 call carries a fair degree of reliability in as much as it is hard to conceive that a person would place himself or herself at risk of criminal charge of making such a call. The 911 system provides the police with enough information so that users of that system are not truly anonymous when they fail to identify themselves by name. But again, they're saying that there's a there's a charge criminally to make a false 911 report, but there's a charge criminally to also make a false report on somebody, false reports to law enforcement in New Jersey, at least incriminating another. So you would have kind of the same circumstances if it was just on the regular, you know, main line to the police department. Uh, from a constitutional standpoint, that lesser privacy interest and the nature of intrusion of an investigatory stop is not a full-blown search prompted by allegations of erratic driving are relevant in assessing the reasonableness of the government conduct, okay? Um, but again, they say they, they want to see some some details coming out of the car and you matching it up. You don't actually have to witness the violation, but you have to kind of match the car up to make sure you have the right car before affecting the stop. How do you fix all this? Find the car. If you have the time to and it doesn't seem dangerous and you have some jurisdictional room, you know, you got five miles before you're out of town, follow the car. More than likely, they're going to, commit a motor vehicle violation and that will really just negate all this it could have drawn your attention but the pc for the stop now becomes the motor vehicle violation that you witnessed hopefully it helps you guys out just some advice more anonymous tipsters and tipsters and um different kinds of informants coming in the next couple of days i want to knock this out so you guys have it uh, and i will obviously attach state versus galata in this video hopefully you guys find it value enjoy the jesse hartnett video that we did for him